You're listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. My name is Eugene Hernandez, Deputy Director here at Film at Lincoln Center. Today, we're sharing a conversation about A Faithful Man, which begins its theatrical release this week in New York City. The film, directed by, written by, and starring Louis Garrel, is at once a beguiling bedroom farce and a slippery inquiry into truth, subjectivity, and the elusive nature of romantic attraction. The film was a main slate selection at the 56th New York Film Festival, where Garrel and stars Leticia Casta and Lily Rose Depp joined programmer Florence Almozzini for a Q&A. Let's go to that now. Second feature, it's um, a little bit different from the first film, but also you had a very interesting collaboration with a wonderful uh, writer, screenwriter, Jean-Claude Carrière. So can you talk about uh, the start, about the process, writing with Jean-Claude and how long it took and how collaborative the process was? So, yes, thank you to stay again. Uh, you come, you stay, uh, you're fantastic. And um, I mean, no, because you know, the, the screenwriter is uh, Jean-Claude Carrière, so he wrote so many movies, I'm sure, I'm sure you know him, or maybe you, you know without knowing it, yeah. uh, because he wrote maybe 200 scripts, you know, in the, uh, so I, I was a, a huge fan of him when I was 16 years old, because I, 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 I saw him on television, and he was telling like a, a, a quote of Milos Forman, because he worked with Milos Forman, and, uh, and it was about May 68, and he, he was telling that Milos Forman was super shocked when he came to Paris in May 68, because he said that why students in Paris, they want to put the red flag, the red flag of the Communism Party. Instead, me in Czechoslovakia, we put so many energy to try to get off the, the communism. So I don't know, the, the, this a little bit, it was a little bit provocative to say that on television, on French television about the, and then I said that, that I like that guy. And I already knew all the films that he wrote with Buñuel and uh, with Godard. Also, he wrote two movies with Godard <laughs> and with Louis Malle, obviously, and, and Pierre Etex, who is a French director who was, was also dire- directing and acting in his film in, this, in the 60s. He made several movies. Like a clown, clown. He was a clown, Pierre Etex. So he wrote, uh, even with Jacques Tati. So he's 87 years old. He worked, uh, uh, I mean, he's, a, he's like a legend. So I came to him. And I, I already worked a little bit on my first uh, script um, for my first film, and he, he gave me some notations and, and uh, advice and uh, things like this, and I said, okay, let's try to write something together. But we, are, we have fights uh, when we talk about films, because he loves films that I don't like, and I love movies that he hates. For example, Jacques Demy, he doesn't like Jacques Demy, for example. Okay, well, Jacques Demy, I said, why do you want that? Because he, I, he hates the sentimentalism, sentimentalism, the sentimentalism of psychology or something like this. So, and me, I love sentimentalism. You know, I'm very sentimental. <laughs> I'm so much I can sing Podane and Les Parapluies de Cherbourg. You know, on my on my bus stop. You know, the uh, how, what's the American name of Les Parapluies de Cherbourg? Umbrellas of Cherbourg. You know, Umbrellas of Cherbourg. I sing Umbrellas of Cherbourg every morning. You know, I'm very I like this, and he, and he doesn't like it. So we start. I, I came to see him and I said, okay, there is this plot from a, a play of Marivaux, who is a French writer, and it's the story, okay, it's, it's very famous in France, not in America, but it's, the, it's about a widow and a guy who just, he, he was just left by a woman. And I love that two characters at the, the beginning, like a widow and a left. 
And then I realized that si silver aligning things were exactly that plot. So I said, no, okay, no, it's, it, it's, it's not a good plot because it's already made. But... And, uh, and uh, even if, you know, we are everywhere French, because even in the David Russell movie we are in, you know, because it came from us, you know, the plot of... Uh, it's called la seconde surprise de la, The Second Surprise of Love, which is also... Uh, we had a, a connection with the film, because it's a second surprise, the film, of, of love. Then he had... And Jean-Claude, like this, we didn't know exactly where we were going. And this is uh, because we didn't have a producer, so we played at that game that we surrealist called Cadavrexki. Do you know that expression? Cadavrexki, okay. It's a play that André Breton, which was the leader of the surrealism in France. Okay, she laughs. <laughs> I like your laugh, you know. <laughs> and then, so you write a sentence, so once upon a time, and then the other person, you say, uh, uh, a man uh, with a green jacket, and then the other one, comes uh, into a bathtub, and then, so we played a little bit like, like at this game, which is a, a childish game, but so smart and so intelligent. So we didn't have like a point to go, you know, because most of the time you have a structure. I mean, you structure your, your, your script, and then after you write the scenes. We were not like this, we were more free because we didn't have a producer, and we were, we, we, we were not paid. So it was for free, so we were more, and, 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 uh, and we start to, to play like this. And we had to fight a lot because me, I wanted to put some sentimentality in the film. And he didn't want that. He said, no, you're too sentimental, uh, Louis. And I said, and, and it was so tough. For example, the first scene, he wrote the first scene. And I read the first scene and I said, what, what's that scene, Jean-Claude? I mean, it's terrible for the, the, the young guy. He doesn't react. He said, yeah, that's what it's good. I mean, what do you mean it's good? I mean, he could only, uh, I mean, he could say something, scream or slap her or something like this. And he said, you know what, Louis, if you, does the, if you do like this, people, they, they know that you're going to scream because they, they expect that from him. So let's do an, And then I realized something very important that, and we play like this all the working time. I mean, I, I took a plot so familiar. I mean, in USA, so French. <laughs> you have like two women, one man, Street of Paris, music, Eiffel Tower in the beginning, you know, so it's, I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the most familiar argument that you uh, couldn't expect. And then so, you have expectations for sure of what's going to happen. But we try to play with Jean-Claude, with you, I mean the audience, because okay, we're going to try to make a surprise every scene. You know, it was like a childish game, but it's, I mean, it's the game also of, that Jean-Claude uh, liked when he writes a script, you know, for example. And then we played like this fighting against my sentimentality and sometimes against his dryness, because sometimes he's so dry. I mean, he's, ever, he's 87 years old, so he knows, you know, he's, he's so dry. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I mean, he's dry because, it, 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 I mean, if somebody, for, that's true. I mean, for example, I can tell you the truth, which is a very shocking thing. He had so many friends who just died, you know, and he's, I mean, every time that a friend to him died, I mean, he's shocked, you know, he cries, but two days, and then the third day he continues to live, otherwise he can't live, you know, you have to continue your life. Me, I, so he's very dry, I mean, it's like this, because uh, it's too shocking when I say, no, you know, you know what I mean, when you are at a certain point, you have to, so we are very different, you know, we are, I mean, me, if I, uh, I don't know, if I'm left by a woman, I can cry like six months. He's going to cry one hour, you know, or something like this. So, uh, 
because he knows that he's going to meet somebody else, he's going to meet somebody, someone else, like in two months and something like this. So I'm much more naive than him. So, but the old, the old script is made by this fight. I mean, it's interesting because I'm, and, and the, 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 and I think also this is what I like in the script because it's, you know, it, it, uh, it was, he couldn't stop to say me, Louis, matters of fact, matters of fact. I mean, where, where, where we go? And then when I was trying to write dialogues too long and two, ex two explications, he cut, he, he cut it, you know. So it was, a, it was very funny. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, 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 voilà. That's the, that's the point. Yeah, that was a wonderful collaboration. Um, so after all this, you got some sort of a script. And you said there was no casting. So you asked Leticia and Lily Rose to be in the film without any preparation. They just, you gave them something to read, which I don't really know why it was. No, they, they can talk about it, but it's very funny because yeah. I sent the script to Leticia and to Lily. Lily was super up. She said yes. Of course, I love the. You can explain after why. I love the character. Yes, okay. And it's just say, of course, but I don't like it. And I said, okay. So, and you have to explain why. So, Leticia, please share uh, your experience. Well, it's more subtle uh, than that. <laughs> um, no, I have to say, I have to be honest. The first scene was so tough that I was like, uh, how I'm going to do that? That never happened in my life to to kick out a guy like that from my apartment. So I was wondering how it's possible to, to do it. And then I thought, okay, this time of the first scene is like only six months life putting together. When you break up with somebody, it takes time and you talk and you, you see each other and you... So I imagine the scene like that and uh, and I thought Marianne's going to be hard and calculating what she's doing and manip manipulative a bit. And then I, I just realized that she, she was very mysterious and interesting in a way and different of the character that I played before. So I started to get exciting about it little by little. And, and, and Louis was talking to me about it. And Jean-Claude also talked to me about it. And I thought it was a very... Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Do. I think it's a beautiful role. It's very mysterious. It it does recall a little bit of the Catherine Deneuve, some of the Belle du Jour era, where there's a smile and you don't really know what it means. And I think you carried very well, even though the script was probably kind of weird to read, if I understand correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and and what about uh, you? Uh, can you talk about your experience um, after saying yes to Louis? <laughs> Um, well, I, I really liked the script um, as soon as I read it, and I loved Louis' first movie, and I've known him since I was like 15, so I was um, excited to work with him in, a, in, a, in, in this way. And also, um, I just thought the character was really interesting, and I think that um, it's a very real and very relatable um, feeling to be, you know, 12 or 13 and to want something so badly or want to, like, feel... Um, adult and like intense emotions so badly but they're so unattainable at that age and then you know when you're finally you know you're finally 18 and you and you notice that you can um, that things are so uh, things are more attainable to you now that you're you know you're older and you look like a woman and everything and so I feel like that's a really relatable feeling to be like well now I I, I can have everything that I wanted so badly when I was younger and I need to um, 
um, and I and I almost need to have them to move on from my childhood. So uh, I I really like the way that that, that was um, that that feeling was um, translated into the script, and I thought that she was very interesting. I, I liked my character a lot, and uh, and I liked the story as a whole, and. Um, yeah, I was excited to work with uh, Louis and Leticia. Yeah, I love the character too. So was Louis very directive on set or was it, was it a collaborative process? Did, you, did he let you improvise or, or was he like a tyrant on, on screen? Did he take over? Did he let you speak? <laughs> He's talking to me? Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay. Can you repeat? Because you know, Louis is going speak. <laughs> Because this he's talking too good. much, I thought he's going to talk. So no, I, you need to talk. <laughs> okay, sorry. How was he uh, on set? Was he like a collaborator that let you decide uh, elements or improvise? Or, or was he just like very strict? You can be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then after, oh, you're yeah, not after, here? Yeah. Um... um Okay, we, we, we make a deal. We made. we made a deal. We can make another deal. <laughs> you make me nervous. Well, it, it was like that on a set. It was like that on a set. I was nervous uh, being uh, looking at him, especially. And I know I could not fake it. Or I have to be... Uh, you know, strong and, and uh, know what I was doing and, uh, and he's very ex exigent and uh, he knows what he wants, definitely. But, um, and he has a good uh, musical ears. It's like a perfectionist. So he was kind of tough sometimes because sometimes I didn't know anymore what I was doing. And, but um, I realized that it was work and he was pushing me in a good way to my limits and to have something good. So it was, it was like just being him as a director and me as an actress and try to do the best for, for the film. So it was very positive and strong experience. And, and was he easier with you or were you not as scared of Louis because you've known him for, you know, maybe no, I mean, it's I less intimidating <laughs> for you? <laughs> I mean, I think it's always intimidating when you, you, you know, you obviously want to do a good job and you want to, um, you know, be the best that you can be for the movie and for your director and for everything. But um, um, what was really helpful was that we rehearsed um, quite a bit before we shot for several months, you know, whenever we would all be in the same place, we would rehearse. And, and um, so in that period of time, we were able to try a bunch of different things and, you know, try it this way and then that doesn't work and then try it this way and, and you know, um, so we were able to kind of work out uh, the general, you know, feeling of, of, of how the scenes should be before we got on set, and so that was really helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean, like uh, Leticia said, uh, Louis, <laughs> um, Louis um, he knows exactly what he wants, and I, I feel that I, uh, he has his movie in his head already when he's directing, so, uh, and, uh, you know, so he, yeah, he was very, very directive in that way, but, um, I really feel that anything that maybe I didn't understand as much while we were shooting, now that I've seen the movie, I, I understand it, and I think that he always had that in his head. So, no, he's a lovely. But it, the reality is that it's when you have a director who is an actor, it, it's it's difficult because sometimes I'm, I was in the scenes uh, uh, with them and then I was interrupting them, so it's very hard. But then you know you realize when you just shot a movie and you're acting act, acting it, 
I mean, I was I found that Charlie Chaplin was a genius. But after I, uh, doing movies where, where I was directing and I was helped by the monitor, you know, on set, and then when I realized that Charlie Chaplin didn't have a monitor on set, and I said that he's more genius than before, because uh, and, and Buster Keaton also, you can't even imagine how they do. So for the actors, it's much more complicated sometimes when you have the uh, me because I'm a young director, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm don't have so many comment pour dire. The, the, the experience. So sometimes I was stopping. This is the most uh, complicated, complicated thing, thing sometimes. I do have another question before we share with the audience. Can you talk about your collaboration with the director of cinematography? Don't look at me like this. I it's a, it's a regular question. <laughs> Uh, she, she's, she's wonderful. Um, and she shot uh, Irina Lutlansky, she shot uh, Ismail Ghost. I met her on the Ismail Ghost, the movie of Arnaud Desplechins, and then she, then she came and then we did the movie. But uh, I can't exa exactly how can I explain my collaboration with her because I, we, we had like four weeks to make the movie, so we had to be quick and, and she was very... Um, I mean, no, uh, you know, some, sometimes it's just central, you know, with some, some, somebody. And it's like this with Irina Lubchansky. I mean, it's central. I mean, I, 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 I talk to her like, uh, I feel so bad because everybody is leaving, so sometimes. No, we, we, we lock the door, so you can't actually leave, but it's fine. No, it's people coming with the microphone, so we, okay, we no, can. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's fine. So the version. We, we're going to play the movie, like, Does again. somebody has a question? Yes. We have, uh, we have microphone or not? Okay, yes. So there's someone here? Cool movie. Um, very cool movie. Uh, I wanted to say that I really like your movie. Well, you acted in the movie, Ma Mère, uh, My Mother. That was a great performance. And also, I wanted to ask you a question. I'm a big fan of Bertolucci, and The Dreamers is one of my favorite movies. I wanted to ask you, you know, some of that improvisation, developing scenes on set. Do you apply that in your own movies? What did you say? I don't understand a word. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, what, what, so my question what, is, what, from what, working I understand in Bertolucci and everything, <laughs> but the question is, from working with him, you know, I feel like there was a lot of improvisation in the Dreamers. You know, the scenes were like very intimate. Do you apply this kind of technique when you make films? You know, did you apply anything from learning from someone like Bertolucci? I was too young when I played on Bertolucci, and I was naked all the time in the film. So you know, I, I couldn't exactly. Uh, I don't remember except being cold. You know, because I was so. <laughs> now, as an actor, I grab, you know, things, stuff from every, every time, you know, from Christophe Honoré, a French director, from Bertrand Bonello, Bertolucci, even, uh, I don't know, as an avicius, the last movie that I did. So I grab, you, you grab, you, 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 you stole every, everything from everywhere. So, no, because uh, Bertolucci is so good, so, you know, because it's, it's very central. And he's a bit, uh, he's a bit also perverse, you know, because once... Uh, we, no, perverse in a good way, huh? because me, I'm French, uh, that the perverse, it's very good for me, but I mean, uh, no, no, because... <laughs> but, uh, no, no, he's, he's a manipulative, uh, he's a manipulative director, but uh, at least, hopefully, he's a manipulative director. Because it, because it, well, what? No, good, yeah. Well, yeah, no, good, yeah, yeah, no. But I'm glad you keep the actress uh, fully closed. The, the actress, who? You. Ah, oui. Unlike Bertolucci. Unlike Bertolucci? No, yeah. Bertolucci said, things are, uh, yeah. Okay, so, and uh, um, uh, that's, no, so I, I stole everywhere. But I can, I can tell you which things precisely that I, 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 I grabbed from uh, Bernardo. You know? I don't know. We, you take a, where's the question? There's someone here? Yes. 
Hi, uh, merci pour ce film. Uh, my question is for Louis. Um, uh, I was wondering what was the choice behind uh, not showing anything of Paul to the audience? There's no actor playing Paul. We don't see any pictures of him, um, as far as I remember. So what's that decision to hide Paul from the audience throughout the film? It's good to, to have a personal a, a character and then you kill him before the movie's uh, beginning, you know? <laughs> I felt it was funny. Uh, uh, I felt it was so funny because you think about Paul all the film. And then, uh, and, and then I, I, I don't know, like this we, you know, it's quick. But after his absence is, uh, you know, his absence is in, in all the scenes. Sometimes it reappears, then you, you see Paul. But you know, when we, I, we, I was uh, hearing you, when I was talking about the dryness of Jean-Claude, which is a precise thing. For example, I know people, for example, at the cemetery scene at the beginning, for example, my character says, well, maybe she thinks about me. And I, I, I read something about that, that, that how can a character can ask himself that question? I mean, I mean, are you serious? I mean, this movie is about bad thoughts that we have all the time. Because we have so much, we, we are not, we can't control everything. We can try to control uh, lots of things, but we can't control um, uh, uh, bad, bad compulsions and bad desires. And I think the, the movie is about also that, the compulsion that we have and something that we don't exactly control and, and, um, and uh, how we can deal this with uh, elegance, you know? And it's about like it's an art de vivre, how you say that. And, and Jean-Claude is much more, I mean, for example, the first scene, at the beginning I, I, found, I found it too much uh, uh, tough, but now when I watch it I said it's more close to the truth than another one more conventional. It's more close to the, you know, okay, ciao, bye. Then you left. It's like this. I mean, you know. Yeah, I found this yesterday. Okay. It's a good answer. Voilà. Yeah. Ça, ça well, well, I like the answer. We don't need another one. But a uh, question so, here. So to, to, and sometimes, you know, oh. why you do this, it's very hard. And I felt less guilty because I read this summer interviews from Buñuel. Buñuel is the most sophisticated director in the, in the whole world of cinema. And, and the journalist keeping asking him, why did you do this precise shot? And then he said, I don't know, I just did it. And then I felt like, okay, so I'm not so stupid. It's like, uh, you know. because sometimes you don't know. You know, you start like this, and then you're gonna see after what exactly infused, you know, in the movie, if it's, uh, it, is have, uh, it, it has an effect or not. So we decided at the beginning like this, you know. It's also personal. I mean, after when you do a movie, you try to make a theory about your own movie. But, I mean, to, you can do it like three, four years after when you watch a movie. But it's a, it's a question of pulsions most of the time. It's very pulsional to, to, to do something, something. I think. I can tell you how we worked, how we... But the meaning, I don't exactly know. You know why we do this. Or no. There's a question. Because if I, if I answer... <laughs> Why do you did this after the next question is why do we leave and after I have a panic attack and I watch the sky like this so I, I prefer to not answer. We do have another question in the front if you're ready. Yes. For for everyone, what, um, I was at the talk yesterday. We, we were talking about editing, etc. But I want to ask one last question there and I couldn't. You came another time. Yesterday, for the. Fantastic. <laughs> We're talking about your editor with uh, other filmmakers, no? 
blank. Never mind. The question is for tous les trois. Um, what's your favorite New York film? Mine, Taxi Driver. What's your What's your favorite New York film? Ah, New York film. Yeah. Okay. Not a movie with Lou Garrel, a movie, a New York film. A film that, that is set in New York? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, probably Taxi Driver, too. Okay. Chinatown? <laughs> it could be your favorite American film. Okay, I'm married. I'm uh, with New York, with New York, with New York, the city New York. Okay, Manhattan, uh, of Woody Allen. Uh, now I ask him, <laughs> make sure that I don't. Okay. I think there is a great movie of the Safdie brothers called Mad Love in New York, and I appreciate it very much. I don't know if you knew that that film from the Safdie brothers. Yes, yes, a different title. Ah, um, uh, no, it's not Mad Love in New York. It's what? Uh, okay, so. No, it's not no, Good it's Time, the it's the one before. It's so the one, one before. before from the Safdie mm -hmm. Brothers. The Good Time, I liked it very much, but the one also before, it was very good. About the homeless, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Heaven Knows What. Heaven Knows What, exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much. We, we, we blanked, you know, it's so, so, so light like this. Okay, we, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up because there's another movie after. But uh, we're doing a repeat screening of your film on Saturday, so if you want to come back or tell a friend. And thank you so much for being here and sharing your experience. On thank the you very much. Thank, thank you. you. You've been listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Film at Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City, supported by individuals just like you. Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, Film at Lincoln Center presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work, and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support Film at Lincoln Center by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org, F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C.org. Film at Lincoln Center. Film lives here.